Well, thank you, Harold, and good morning, everybody. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Essex Church, where this community of Kensington Unitarians meets for worship, along with other activities that take place during the week. Ours is a community created by all those who walk through our doors. So whether you are new to this place or visit here when time allows, or whether you're someone for whom this congregation has become one of the foundation stones of your spiritual life, all are welcome here. Whoever you are, whatever you are, however you are, know that this is a place in which you can be yourself. This next hour can be an opportunity to explore, a chance to rest perhaps, a chance to connect once more with yourself, with one another and with your God and all that you hold to be divine. We like this chalice as a symbol of our worldwide liberal faith. Its flame connects us with perhaps 10,000 other congregations in countries all around the world. May it represent for us a spark of life, abiding within and beyond us. And may the inner light of the Spirit be kindled once more by our time together here today. Well, our, our order of service now says for this bit, um, reflections on gratitude. And what is there to say about being grateful? It's a good thing. It's good to be grateful. And it can be the smallest of things that can spark our feelings of gratitude. So in a moment, we're going to hear a poem by Wendy Cope. And Wendy's grateful for an orange, an orange shared with friends and for a simple yet profound feeling of peace and contentment in life. Who wouldn't ask for that? At lunchtime, I bought a huge orange. The size of it made me laugh. I peeled it and shared it with Robert and Dave. They got quarters and I got a half. <laughs> and that orange, it made me so happy, as ordinary things often do just lately. <coughs> the shopping, a walk in the park, this is peace and contentment, it's new. The rest of the day was quite easy. I did all the jobs on my list, and I enjoyed them and had some time over. I love you. I'm glad I exist. It's a lovely poem. Thank you very much for reading that. The 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 reading now is, is from um, a Vietnamese Buddhist uh, meditation teacher, well-known, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. And um, this meditation of his 
comes in many forms. You can find it on the internet. I've chosen the, the version of it that he, he wrote particularly for children. It's, this one's called Eating a Tangerine, and it's going to lead us into um, a, a mindfulness exercise with the oranges and tangerines there. But first of all, this reading. Siddhartha the Buddha quietly gestured for the children to sit and listen. And he told them, you are intelligent children, and I'm sure you'll be able to understand and practice these things I will share with you. The great path I have discovered is deep and subtle, but anyone willing to apply his or her heart and mind can understand and follow it. When you peel a tangerine, you can eat it with awareness or without awareness. And what does it mean to eat a tangerine in awareness? When you are eating the tangerine, you are aware that you are eating the tangerine. You fully experience its lovely fragrance and its sweet, sweet taste. And when you peel the tangerine, you know that you are peeling the tangerine. When you remove a slice and put it in your mouth, you know that you are removing a slice and putting it in your mouth. And when you are experiencing that lovely fragrance and the sweet taste, you are aware of it. The tangerine I opened earlier on had just nine sections. I ate each morsel in awareness and I saw how precious and wonderful it was. I did not forget the tangerine. And so the tangerine became something very real to me. If the tangerine is real, then the person eating it is real. This is what it means to eat a tangerine in awareness. And what does it mean to eat a tangerine without awareness? When you're eating the tangerine in an unaware way, you don't know you're eating it. You don't experience the fragrance and sweet taste. When you peel the tangerine, you don't know you are peeling the tangerine. And when you remove a slice and you put it in your mouth, you don't know that you are removing a slice and putting it in your mouth. When you smell the fragrance or you taste the tangerine, you don't know that you're doing it. Eating a tangerine in such a way, you cannot appreciate its precious and wonderful nature. And if you are not aware that you are eating the tangerine, the tangerine is not real. And if the tangerine is not real, then the person eating it is not real either. Children, that is eating a tangerine without awareness. If you eat in mindfulness, it means that you are eating and are truly in touch with what you are eating. Your mind is not chasing after thoughts of yesterday or tomorrow, but is dwelling in the present moment. The tangerine is present and so are you, living in the present moment, body and mind dwelling in the here and now. A person who practices mindfulness can see things in the tangerine that others may not see. And an aware person can see the tangerine tree, the tangerine blossom in springtime, the sunlight and the rain which nourished that plant. Looking deeply, one can see 10,000 things which have made the tangerine possible. Looking at a tangerine, a person who practices awareness 
can see all the wonders of the universe and how all things interact one with another. Our daily life is just like a tangerine. It's comprised of sections, each day with its 24 hours. Living all 24 hours of a day, fully aware, is like eating all the sections of a tangerine. The path I have found, said the Buddha, is the path of living each hour of each day in awareness, mind and body in the present moment. The opposite is forgetfulness. And if we live in forgetfulness, how can we be truly alive? And so I'm going to invite you in a moment to either come and choose an orange or a, a I think we have oranges, clementines, and some satsumas, um, or somebody will be bringing them round. For, for orange-averse people, there are biscuits. Um, or I don't feel that you have to eat the orange. Simply to rest with it in your hand in this time of meditation will be more than sufficient, I suspect. And inevitably, as we concentrate on that orange, our minds will wander. All we have to do is come back that which we have with us right now. So we're going to have some music and then we'll, we'll hold a few minutes in stillness and silence together. A single orange or a single biscuit or a single smile or just one bird singing to you is enough to give us a great deal of happiness when we are truly there, entirely alive, fully present, getting deeply in touch with another of the miracles of life that surround us. Words from Thich Nhat Hanh. Now, you may also notice on your order of service sheet that I have called this bit on epiphanic moments. And, and to be honest, just to have typed that word and said it, that's made the whole day worthwhile for me. <laughs> epiphanic. I mean, epiphany is such a delightful word, isn't it? And as for epiphanic, mm. both referring to those moments of sudden awakening and realisation coming from the Greek word meaning manifestation or striking appearance. In modern parlance, you might speak of aha moments where something becomes clear to us, seemingly out of the blue, but often really because we've been mulling over an issue for quite some time. I did experience a minor epiphany of my own many years ago now in Israel whilst 30 feet, no, sorry, 20 feet, it is only 20 feet up a ladder picking oranges. I'd gone to work on a kibbutz full of enthusiasm for kibbutz life with its emphasis on the whole community rather than on nuclear families. It, in many ways, it was an idyllic way of life. In every aspect, perhaps, except for the oranges. Has anyone else ever picked oranges? or indeed any other fruit, fruit pickers of the world, reveal yourselves. 
Okay, well, it's, you know, there, there's no need for the full details, is there? But my experience has left me with a profound respect for anyone who earns their living picking fruit or vegetables, for it is indeed utterly back-breaking work. Those ladders were wooden triangles. They were 20 feet high, and they were kind of a triangle with an extra leg that swung about in a random motion, incredibly unwieldy. Orange trees have sharp thorns that rip your clothes. The trees have been sprayed with unpleasant black substances to stop insect attacks, and you use clippers. This is why I haven't eaten mine here, because this is an illustration. You use clippers to cut the stalks of the oranges, which then go in a giant sack around your neck, which tangles around your legs as you try and go up and down the ladder. The clippers are really hard to use, and each evening orange pickers would rub their painful hands and describe themselves as suffering from clipper claw because you really could no longer straighten your fingers. And what was my epiphanic moment? What did I realise up that tree? Simply that fruit tricking, picking was not for me. <laughs> Looking back, it doesn't seem such a big deal, especially as what I had to do instead was iron in the kibbutz laundry for the next six months. I know more about ironing pyjamas than I think any of you will ever know. It, but at the time... I was 21, I still thought that I could do anything that I wanted to. And this, I think, was the start of understanding that our life choices are actually limited in all sorts of ways, that we have to work with what we've got. And in my case, I had to work with a body that struggled with heavy ladders and sacks of oranges. I wonder what moments of dawning realisation stand out for you in your lives. Some of the times that people have mentioned to me include those moments when you know, sometimes quite suddenly, that a job or a relationship isn't right for you anymore. Or the moments when you know that some particular path is exactly the way forward that you must now take. Perhaps there's some new hobby or a course of study that is calling to you. Or even that lovely moment when you're sitting on the sofa and you realise that is the colour that I should paint this room or that's where I should move that potted plant to. Our epiphanies may be moments when we gain knowledge or understanding. It's only through the reading I did in preparation for today's service that I found out that the colour orange does indeed come from the fruit orange that oranges were first cultivated in China around 2500 BC. And that origin is shown, Michaela, I was going to ask you how to pronounce this, is shown for the German word for an orange? Apfelsine. That means apple from the east. <laughs> the female apple. As we rest in this early part of the new year, I wonder if there is new knowledge and understanding that you wish to pursue in the year ahead. And as we start this year of 2013 here in our religious community of Kensington Unitarians, my hope, my hope is that, that we might find ever new ways to reach out to our world, 
to spread our good news of life enhanced by developing a spiritual orientation to living in this material world and of the power of love to heal and make whole once more. I look forward to our year of exploring and sharing together with you. Amen. By our fruits we shall be known. And we, how shall we be known in the days ahead? May we be people who are known for our kind actions, for our thoughtful words, for our gratitude in life, and for our willingness to step into the unknown, following the stars that shine brightly for us. Amen. Go well and blessed be.